This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, how's the thrift savings plan faring through the coronavirus pandemic? There could be some new agency guidance on telework coming soon. And there is some good coming out of all of this. It's been the ultimate test for agencies' networks. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Thrift Savings Plan is tracking the coronavirus and its impact on three big fronts. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The TSP is monitoring coronavirus and its impact on its funds, operations, and employees. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board says some TSP participants are transferring more money from the CSI and L funds to the G fund. Just 5% of participants transferred some $21 billion into the G fund in the last four weeks. The TSP says it's getting more calls, but con- Contact centers are still open and responding to them. Most federal TSP employees are teleworking until at least April 3rd. I'm Nicola Grisco. A huddle between agencies may yield new cybersecurity guidance for teleworking federal employees. Jeff Green, the director of NIST's National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence, says the agency has met with cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency officials on ways to fill in some of the cyber gaps in telework guidance. Green says any guidance would reflect updates in new telework technology and practices. NIST last week gave advice to organizations on how to keep virtual meetings secure during the coronavirus pandemic. A bipartisan group of senators say they need legislation to enforce mandatory telework across the federal workforce. Democratic Senators Chris Van Hollen and Kirsten Sinema and Republican Senator James Lankford introduced the Emergency Telework Act. The bill gives agencies a clear directive to mandate telework to eligible employees during a public health crisis like the coronavirus pandemic. Senators say previous telework guidance from the Trump administration has been unclear and inconsistently implemented. Their bill would compel agencies to include telework in their pandemic plans. Industry is still looking for more guidance for the cleared federal and contractor workforce during the coronavirus pandemic. The Intelligence and National Security Alliance says agencies need to make sure clear government shelter-in-place orders are directed actions and fully reimbursable under federal contracts. INSA is also looking for more flexibilities for background investigators. Investigators should be able to conduct virtual interviews and other remote activities to process security clearances. At the NIH, some science is on and some is off as the government focuses on the virus crisis. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with more. Some 30,000 employees are teleworking with only those doing research connected to coronavirus coming on to the Bethesda, Maryland campus. Director Francis Collins says institutes have suspended or frozen their other research. A few staff can visit to ensure freezers are working and animals are cared for. Some grantees have asked to pivot to coronavirus with existing grant dollars, a flexibility Collins says officials will consider. I'm Tom Temin. House Democrats unveil a coronavirus spending package to give the Postal Service $25 billion over the next two years. The bill would set aside those funds through September 2022 to make up for an expected decline in mail volume. It would also require USPS to prioritize the delivery of medical products, including prescription drugs. The bill outlines more than $2 trillion in overall spending, and it comes a few days after postal unions and Congressman Jerry Connolly submitted their own USPS stimulus proposals. 
House Democrats also seek a major boost for the Technology Modernization Fund in the latest coronavirus spending bill. Lawmakers would set aside $3 billion for the TMF, which offers loans for agencies to invest in multi-year IT upgrades. The Trump administration asked for $125 million for the TMF in its 2021 budget request and asked to roll over $25 million in funding from this year. Looking for a silver lining in the coronavirus epidemic? Check out the performance of federal technology systems. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The fact that so many agencies move to the cloud for things like email and collaboration tools is one of the saving graces that is keeping the government running. Federal CIO Suzette Kent told Federal News Network that daily calls with agency chief information officers and chief information security officers provide reassurances that agency networks and systems are performing well under the strain of having so many employees work remotely. Ken says agencies and vendors stress-tested networks and upgraded them to prepare for the larger-than-normal number of teleworkers. I'm Jason Miller. About 11,000 soldiers are stuck in limbo due to the Defense Department's stop-move order in response to the coronavirus. Soldiers expecting to move to their next permanent station are still living on their old bases put into temporary houses or hotels. The Army says it will try to stagger moves once the stop-move order is lifted so they won't all happen at once. The order is currently planned to finish on May 11th. If that date does not change, the order will lift right as peak moving season is about to start. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the coronavirus will start to affect the capacity of the military. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The top official in the Pentagon says if coronavirus continues at the scale and scope predicted, then it will start to affect the military's readiness. It depends on how long this lasts, the extent of it, the impact on our population. All those things are factors that we'll take into consideration over time. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the impact of delayed training is one of the main factors for readiness issues. He does not think it will stop the military from performing its national security objectives. I'm Scott Massioni. The nominee to run the Defense Department's cost assessment and Program Evaluation, or CAPE team, brings a wealth of experience to the Pentagon in a large civilian agency and in the private sector. President Trump yesterday said he plans to nominate John Whitley to run the Independent Assessment Organization. Whitley currently serves as the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Financial Management and Comptroller. He also held similar roles at the Homeland Security Department and was a senior fellow at the Institute for Defense Analyses and the Center for Naval Analysis. And a new round of base closures and increased force sizes for both the Army and the Air Force are among the 74 recommendations the Heritage Foundation sent to Congress ahead of the writing of the fiscal 2021 defense authorization bill. Heritage released the report with the goal of pushing lawmakers to make changes they believe would help DOD fare better in the great power competition with China and Russia. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast, and you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast anytime at Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. (music) 